Uh, hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Pod, where decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Um, hold on, I just realized that uh, I have a Zoom set up wrong. There we go. Oh. I had you on the left and me on the right. It was a little uh, welcome back. Uh, if this is not your first episode, if this is your first episode, welcome. Uh, we're, uh, we're, you know, we just said, uh, yeah. talk, we like to talk about, uh, commander stuff, magic stuff, uh, casual stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, with the recent release of Eldrain, Wilds of Eldrain, um, we saw something familiar that we liked, uh, which is just an excellent time all around to like something. Uh, back in, I don't even, I'm not even gonna pretend to know what year. Uh, Commander Legends, the first Commander Legends had this cycle uh, of enchantments called courts. Um, we had like court of, I should have had this ready, court of, Ire. There we go. That's a one. Court of Ire. Uh, three red red. When it enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. And then uh, the whole cycle was at the beginning of your upkeep, this thing happens. But if you're the monarch still, a bigger thing happens. So with Court of Ire, it deals two damage to any target. You get a free shock. But if you're the if you're the monarch, eh, you get seven. Seven total damage at a target. Um, either permanent or player. It's great. Yes. Um, so uh, I was I was scrolling through all the the new cards uh, as I like to do with the, especially yeah. the commander decks uh, for Wilds of Eldraine, and uh, I realized, hey, there are five here that are courts. Now, I'll be honest. I don't know if these are in the commander decks. These might just be in, like, set boosters. You know how, like, the set boosters have, like, a slot that are, like, commander cards? And the only reason I say that is because I don't think all five colors are covered in the two commander decks. I think there's a green-white one and a black-blue one. So I don't think there's red. Because I was so excited about them, I was like, Bruce, we gotta talk about these. It's our favorite cycle. Well, it's my Absolutely favorite Absolutely do. Uh, and they're expanding it. And I just love, I mean, we've talked about the past couple seasons how uh, Wizards is evolving this this game uh, through through multiplayer mechanics. And uh, I think that these these cycles are very much like like this is how they are doing it, you know um, because it it involves the monarch and sure, like, these work fine in two-player games, uh, but I think it it creates like a whole new level of, of interaction uh, for four-player games that are just excellent. Yes. Every court card brings this new level, uh, just a level of not only do you want to get the monarch so you can draw the card, but you need to get the monarch away from this person. Mm. And that's sort of, there. It, it's there all of the time. Yeah, and it's something to keep in mind. You know, if if drawing the card alone isn't enough of a, 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 a an encouragement to swing, then preventing them from getting the extra ability on their upkeep 
should be because yeah you know it really really means it um i find that with the quartz it adds just that little bit more so if you are you know if you're looking to really keep the monarch the quartz can be kind of dangerous because it really encourages your opponents to swing at you um however it also guarantees that the monarch's going to start flying around the table really fast because somebody's going to try and stop you from getting this benefit but mm. um hey all the more reason for you to be uh, to be gunning for it and having a lot more instant speed ways to become the monarch oh for sure so. and i think what my one of my favorite things about this cycle is that you get the benefit regardless of if you're the monarch it's just yes. better if you're the monarch so it's not yeah. a dead card uh by any means yeah um you're uh probably getting an initial monarch in there which is great because then it's there throughout the game um and then you're also just like getting value and i mean with enchantment removal on the rise like sure like there are ways to take care of it but you've mm -hmm. already done the damage and like that's that's good enough but uh figured we talk about these five cards yeah uh talk about you know uh which which ones we like more than the others uh i it's it's gonna be hard because uh i think they're all pretty cool but i guess let's let's start with white right uh, sure court of ardenvale uh two Two white-white enchantment, of course. When it enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, return target permanent card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to your hand. If you're the monarch, return that permanent card to the battlefield instead. So, like, pretty pretty cool. Uh, does the white thing of, like, returning small things to your hand. Right. What I like about this card is that it says permanent, not non-land permanent. So, all else fails, get your evolving wilds back, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's in white. You're gonna probably be doing white weenie stuff. Just just bring back that stuff. Uh, and if uh, if you're still the monarch, I mean, this is four mana. Yeah, you probably have some blockers by this point. Um, so many people play Sun Titan. Mm. Sun Titan is a six six creature that does this when it attacks. Yeah. Great. That's great. That's really good. Unless you're attacking it, into death touchers. But it does have to attack, exactly. I and this one does this and it just sits there. Now, I appreciate it doesn't always go into the battlefield. In fact, a lot of times it's not gonna go into the battlefield. But man, plenty of times a lot of times we're talking about an artifact this is a permanent with a mana value three or less. Even if it's going to your hand, it's only cost three to get it back out. Yeah. And you can put it out. If it goes back to the graveyard, you know you're getting it again. Yeah. Some kind think... of enter the battlefield trigger or whatever. You're you're looping this, and it's uh you know, it's not going to be a breaking ga a game breaker, but that sort of stuff is. I just love that. I think it's cool because like even more than the monarch is already forcing your opponents to attack you. You know, like like yeah. I've been in so many games where it's illogical for somebody to attack the monarch other than the fact that they're the monarch, you know? Like, they right. just have, like, they're getting, you know, minor card draw. It's end of turn. Like, there's there's so much that can be said about the monarch, but uh, there have been so many times that I'm like, threat assessment, that guy's not the issue. Uh, but I, 
with Court of Ardenvale, I feel like you can really... It's, it's a lot easier to hold on to the monarch because you're dealing with permanence. Um, right. So, like, you, it, especially later game, if you have, like, fewer opponents, um, this card specifically... Uh, it's it's just interesting because like you you really have to have your opponents either ganging up on you to get you, the monarch yeah. away from you or have your opponents have a lot of creatures come at you because if they're just coming at you with one thing you just block regardless if your thing dies it's just going to come back right and onto the battlefield because you are like you're keeping the monarch. Uh, yeah. It's just it's yeah it's good. I like right. it. Uh, this will definitely be going in a lot of my white decks. Sure. Little funny thing that yeah. is not going to be relevant almost any of the time. Just so you know, Court of Garenbreak is the only court enchantment that we're about to that we're going to discuss today that does cost three or less. Hmm. Just say it. Interesting. Andy, what's the next one you want to talk about? Uh, the blue one, of course. Uh, right. <laughs> court of Vantress. Two blue, blue. Uh, when Court of Vantress enters the battlefield, you become monarch, of course. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose up to one other target enchantment or artifact. If you're the monarch, you may create a token that's a copy of it. If you're not, Court of Vantress becomes a copy of it, except it has this ability. Or you may have it become a copy of it. Uh that's pretty cool uh like having it become a copy of it of anything enchantment or artifact on the battlefield is uh pretty neat like just the copy alone because like it could you know like say we have it become i don't know name an artifact uh bolus study okay rustic study great so have it become a rustic study then say you know the middle of your turn, you get rid of your opponent's Ristic Study. Yours stays a Ristic Study, and then next turn, you can keep it a Ristic Study, because this is a yep. May ability. Yes. Um, and then, obviously, if you're the Monarch, then, uh, great. <laughs> like, you're just getting a token copy. Um, it seems almost a little busted, um, if only because, like, I feel like there are a lot of artifacts and enchantments out there. Like, that's that covers a lot of the game. There's, I feel like the, it, my my mind is is swimming with all the ideas of what you could really do with this. Right. Well, I mean, the nice part is, like, if you're not the monarch, if you're looking at the board and there's one particular artifact or enchantment that you want, the Court of Antris is going to work for you, whether you're the monarch or not, because you mm-hmm. do get that one copy on your upkeep. The only question is. If you are the monarch, then you get you're getting extras every turn. You're the monarch is essentially what it amounts to, because you make that token copy and then it sits there. And now, Court of Vantress, the next turn can become whatever else you want it to be, or maybe you want another copy of that same thing. I mean, uh, you know, if you can hang on to the monarch for two turns, suddenly your opponent, who's got I don't know, pick a pick an artifact that is just truly misery. If I have three of them, uh, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, the cityscape leveler, uh, sure, sure, meteor golem, yeah. right, and Any that's the this. nice thing about the copies too is that you do get ETB effects 
unlike yes. having it turn into a copy. Right. So so there's that as well. Um, but it just, man, you you gotta somebody's gotta get the monarch away from you because yeah. this thing will will be bad for opponents if they don't. On top of you drawing the extra card. This, right. oh my god. This in a Brutoclad. Just like, yeah. you just, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, obviously. Yeah. Because then you get a, to- a, a token copy of any artifact out mm. there. Yeah. Any one. It doesn't matter. Or enchantment. So, or enchantment. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what would you do with 15 copies of, I don't know, Ghostly Prison? Ooh. I think no one's attacking you this ter- for, no. uh, for a while. What's interesting too. Things down. Yeah, what's interesting too is that I believe if you target an aura, say pacify or pacifism, mm-hmm. uh, if you have the monarch, obviously it creates a, a token copy. That yeah. I believe entering, you can have it attached to anything. Right. Um, if you have it become a copy of pacifism, I believe it will just go to the graveyard. <laughs> um, so there's there's there are some little minute things that maybe don't right. copy, uh, but yeah. or don't the other, have it become a copy of. But the other thing to keep in mind doesn't have to be your stuff, mm. or it can be your stuff. If if that's something that you're you're aiming for with your deck, then obviously you can target your own stuff. But uh, this is an uh, an easy way to open it up so that you can target other people's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You want to read the next one? Sure. Where are we here? Uh, Court of Blockthwain. Uh, for it's two black black. It, whenever it enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of target opponent's library. Uh, you may play that card for as long as it remains exiled, and mana of any type can be spent to cast it. If you're the monarch, until the end of the turn, you may cast a spell from among cards exiled with Court of Blockthwain without paying its mana cost. So now, not only do you have to take the Monarch away so they can't cast the cards for free, you have to keep the Monarch away. Because if they get it back a couple of turns later, and now they've got three different options of cards just sitting there waiting for them to cast it for free. Yeah. Ooh. ooh. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, because it's a beginning of upkeep trigger... Yeah. I don't think the moment you become monarch you can start casting them for free. You have to wait for it to trigger again. But like Oh yeah. Um it's weird. Like it's personally I think it's maybe the weakest out of the five. I mean, I know we're only halfway through, but like uh I don't know. It's uh I like it because it does the gaunty thing, but uh repeatedly, which is nice. But it doesn't let you choose from like the top four like Gonti does. It's the yeah. top one. Uh, it lets you play lands, which is nice. But I don't know. I feel like it's it's top like it's got to be a deck that is more or less based around this type of thing, right? Um, and that's going to be a little bit more to get going um, because I don't know. It's uh, it's fine. Uh, I think you're going to end up hitting like if it was the top card of every 
opponent's library, I think maybe, so that you have the selection. But I feel like right. you're going to whiff more often than not. Well, I mean, it says cast the card, right? Oh, you may play that card for as long as it remains. Never mind. Yeah. But, um, like, even hitting a land, like, at least you're doing it at the beginning yeah. of upkeep. So that, like, if you get a land, you right. can still play it. Uh, yeah. And not be, like, surprised by it. But... yeah. I, I don't know. Hitting a land every turn, I feel like, would feel like a whiff. Uh, this is, is going to be one of those uh, where um, it really is... I, I think it's very dependent on where you are in the game. Mm. If you can maintain the monarchy through your upkeep early in the game, well, then you can cast any of these mo- any massive spell that normally you wouldn't be able to cast... If it's uh, you know if we're if we're later on, I appreciate the benefit of getting a card a card for free, even if you could afford to pay it. But the idea is that when you can't afford to pay it, it's generally not a card you're supposed to be able to get. It's going to be overpowered in comparison yeah. to what what everybody else is getting. Um, and that so I think there's limited benefit there. In theory, you're probably not putting Court of Lockley out until three turn three or four at best, which means it's on. Un- turn four or five before you actually get to pull a card, hope it's something really, really good, and keep the Monarch. Yeah. There's a I, whole lot of ifs there. That's I think it also... Yeah, and I also think it it kind of depends on the meta. Like, we've talked about this before, where yeah. people build their decks to for their decks. You know, like, yeah. like there are a lot of, you know, five-color good stuff type things. Um, so at least you get to like target an opponent, but right. uh, what are the chances that you hit a card that really only matters in that person's deck? Um, but then the other side is twofold: of one, they don't have that card anymore; it's exiled forever. Yeah. Well, I guess until you cast it, uh, and two, you have you can cast that card. Even after Court of Lockthwain has been destroyed, because um, it's just as long as it's been as long as it's exiled, you can cast it. Um, so I mean, it's fine, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I yeah, I think this is I think this is fine. Honestly, yeah, play I, I've always found that cards like this, um, to me, the focus is ramp. Mm. I'm going to find your lands. Uh, the cards that you have in your deck that I am going to be very interested in are going to be the ones that let me ramp. Yeah. Whether they're mana rocks or, or spells that let me search for land or whatever. We all know that we can all use those. It's when you get into some of the, the specific cards that are especially good for your deck, but maybe not quite so good in mine. So. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like where the nice thing about the fact that you can use mana of any type to cast it is yeah. good so like you can cast like rampant growth if you don't have yes. green um but you have to be careful because you can't activate abilities of that card as if they were of any color so like if you right. you know play i don't know like something with like a red ability like you can't unless you have red uh but right. that's where treasures and stuff come in so exactly <laughs> uh the next one is court of embereth two red red when enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. Surprise! Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, create a 3-1 red knight creature token. Then if you are the monarch, uh, Court of Embrith deals X damage to each opponent where X is the number of creatures you control. 
Uh, this is cool. It's it's very interesting because the higher the X is, the higher likely chance you will still be monarch when it yeah. comes back around. Uh, this is very nifty, especially in goblin colors. Uh, I don't know, man. Um, I, is this a, is this a win more card? It might be. Um, it might be a win condition, honestly, uh, because you get to not attack. Uh, yeah, you I create mean, a three damage one. To each opponent. That's yeah. just you building a wall. Yeah, I just have to survive, and I just have to, you know, keep the monarch. For you got to find flyers, and that's about it. Like <laughs> that, that many turns. Yeah, um, a three one's nice. Uh, it doesn't have haste, which is weird, but. Uh, I don't know. You don't really need it to have haste. Um, Red white soldier flyers. There you go. Br- you don't even have to swing too. anymore. Uh, this would be great in Kaikar. Um, yeah. Uh, there's not much to say about this one. Uh, getting a three one every turn for free is fine. Um, I I do think that if that's all you're getting. Like, if you're not going to be able to hang on to the Monarch, I just don't know that four mana for a 3-1, even multiple 3-1s, is going to be enough. I, I mean, they don't... 3-1s block once. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't know if that if that is enough for me. But I don't know. This is this is one of those ones I think I need to play it. Yeah. It, it to, and the black one feel it. a little... Eh. But like I mean, you—they can't all be, you know, bangers. So right, and I yeah, I, yeah. This is yeah. I, I, I think know, the I fact think this could be very good, and I can see times when it is. You're just gonna pull this card and just be like, no. Oh, yeah. It's like oh good, um, I become the monarch. I get to draw for a turn. Somebody smokes me over the head, and then on my upkeep, I get a three-one. Um, I think the fact that we don't have a lot to say about this card kind of uh, says a lot about this on. card yeah yeah uh you want to read the last all one all right last one court of garen break for one and two green this is the cheapest this is the only one that doesn't cost four uh when it enters the battlefield you become the monarch uh at the beginning of your upkeep distribute two plus one plus one counters among up to two target creatures then if you're the monarch double the number of plus one plus one counters on each creature you control so for this one, take your two plus one plus one counters, put them wherever, and if you happen to be the monarch, you can double all of the plus one plus one counters. I I appreciate that this only costs three because when you first if you play it out on turn three, you're likely only doubling those two counters you just put yeah. out. But realistically, you're not putting this in a deck unless that deck is making a lot of plus one plus one counters because there's a chance you're going to get to double all of them. This is a freaking house. You just have, but you have to hold on to the Monarch, and I just don't know how hard that's going to be. It's interesting, because this is, I mean, other, I guess other than the blue one, this mm-hmm. requires more from you. The blue one requires more from the table, but this one requires yeah. more from you. Like, you can't yeah. have just this enchantment out. Right. Um, which kind of bites, oh, yeah. but... No, it, uh, yeah, it's not... Uh, but 
But I mean, if you're playing a plus one plus one counter deck, you have other things on the table, so like, it'll be fine. Right, uh, and honestly, you just need one creature out when you're doing yeah. this. And the fact that it's double on each of the creatures is a little crazy, uh, because green yeah. is the color of trample. Um, yeah, yeah. It it just and it just takes one count. You just need to spread them around a little. Card, cards like Court of Garen Break, man, this is what the Ozolith was made for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a card I'm looking for. Um, what is it? Um, At the beginning of your upkeep, distribute two plus one plus one counters on Triskelion that you control. There you go. Double oh my god. Counters. Any of the, the like, the Pentavis yeah. cycle. Any of those any of those ones that lets you take a plus one plus one counter off to do something. Um, gets nasty with cards like this. I look at Court of Garenbrig and I see a card for three mana and if I can keep it out for well, you're gonna play it, you're gonna be the monarch, you're gonna draw a card. So at worst it's gonna you're gonna draw a card to replace this card. If it can hang around for two more upkeeps and you're not the command and you are not the monarch, I think I'm happy paying four mana for two plus one plus encounters on consecutive upkeeps. I think oh, for that sure. that that would be my break even on this card. So I'm not and it's sure only why I wouldn't. <laughs> right. I like. I really like this one. I think it's very nice for sure. Uh, so Andy, yeah, rank them. What's number five? What's the worst one? The, I'm, I'm going with the black one for me, See, which is upsetting. Cause right, and I'm going to go with Court of Embereth. I think it's... I just don't think that that token is just going to be worth it. My number four, however, is going to be Court of Lothwain. I, yeah, my yeah, number four I, is, is Court of Embereth. I think, yeah, yeah, I think... Yeah, we both agree these are the, these are the bottom end of it. Uh, my number three... Uh, in spite of what I just said, uh, would be Court of Garenbrig. It's definitely better than the black and the the red and the black one, but I don't think it's the idea that blue blue is recurring a card either to your hand or to the battlefield. White. I'm taking that, and yeah. or sorry, white is, and blue is either getting you a co- getting you something that you want or making a copy of something you want. I those are both far better than what court of garenbrig is doing I yeah mean, in the right place in the right time yeah the court could explode but i yeah that's a lot to ask i think garenbrig um i don't know this one's tough for me for for the third one because um i think the top three are so good <laughs> at what they do uh uh-huh. I think I would be worried about Court of Garenbrig if only because I think people would see it and be like, that's a really powerful card. I'm going to kill it. So, like, you wouldn't get... Like, I feel like the other two, you could at least get a couple activations off of it. Um, Right. I feel like people see plus one, plus one counters or, like, doubling things, and they're like, that, that's got to go. Got to go. Even if I had all three of them out, I feel like the choice would be I got to get rid of the green one first. Um, not not my choice. Uh, <laughs> By the way, in case you're wondering, the Court of Garenbrig, if you have doubling season out and you're the Monarch, 
it says then you double the number of counters you're not it, it's not so much doubling as adding that many more and when you're adding that many doubling season says oh you're adding double that so it's triple so if a, so if a creature had two per two counters on it instead of getting two it would get four so now it's up to six just, just throwing yeah. that out there for you folks that's so, that's interesting yeah yeah so andy who's your number what's your number three uh yeah i th- i gotta go with count quarter garen brig um all right andy number two number who's two your number two my number two will probably Court of Vandris. I, I really like its effect, uh, but, I mean, same thing I said about the green one. It requires something of someone rather than, like, I don't know. I guess Court of Ardenvale does, too. Like, it requires you to have stuff in the graveyard. Uh, so, yeah, I'm changing my mind. Number two is Court of Ardenvale. Yep. Num- my Ardenvale was my, was my number two. My, I think it's an amazing card definitely want to get it but it's only working if you have stuff in the graveyard yeah and um, it has to be three mana or less so there's that's about the only restriction i think court of Antris, by the time you can afford to play it out there's stuff out there that you're going to want to copy yeah and i'll take that so um and like with with court of ardenvale i mean like it requires you to have something in the graveyard that's three or less yeah. um but what I like so much about it is that, yeah. much like the best planeswalkers, it protects itself yeah. for the most part. Um, because if you oh, are right. yeah. getting that recursion, it but like then it forces your opponent to continue feeding into that loop. Uh, right. Because otherwise you'll start actually getting value out of it. But yeah, uh, yeah no, the blue one like you're upping your game uh you are yeah. adding to your plays rather than like keeping the monarch at you like you are just like you're using the toolbox of everyone rather than uh just kind of you know spinning worst case scenario for court of Vandress, he is soul i'm ring. getting a bonus soul ring yeah yeah so I get something that I can tap for two mana every turn. Oh, and by the way, on the next turn, if I happen to be the Monarch, then I create a copy of anything. Worst case scenario, I'm going to create a copy of Soul Ring. Now I've got that one and maybe another one if the Court of Antra sticks around for another turn. I, there are just too many, too many good ways to make that work. And, of course, folks, as always, there's a caveat. These cards are only as good as your meta will let them be. Right. If your meta, if your meta is is a, is flying and games are wrapping by turn seven and eight, well then yeah, the courts are not going to be as exciting because they really want to activate once or twice. So yeah. Um, but for us, for me, this is this is where I love it. This is this is right where I want to be. So for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I, I think that that does it yeah. for us today. Uh, we 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 love this. I love this. I'm so excited. But uh, yeah, that that'll do it for us this week. Uh, next week we have another cool topic, uh, which I mean the monarch kind of plays into as well. Uh, card draw. Uh, so we'll we'll see you then. Because uh, we're Temple of False Pod, we're decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you so much for watching or listening 
or taking us in however you do. Uh, play some magic for me. Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye. Wait, wait, before you go, I uh, just wanted to say thank you for listening. You can reach out to us via email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com or on Twitter at falsepodmtg. Bruce is at Manaburned, and I'm at Andy Weekend, though you'll definitely notice I use the podcast Twitter far more often. Now that we've got you here, make sure you subscribe, like, rate us on uh, whatever podcast platform you use. It helps us out. It gets us more reach. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Uh, like a video there. Leave some comments for more casual enjoyment. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with some more timeless discussions about all things casual. So come hang out, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye-bye. Should I do my best, Bruce? Bye!